Hello, I am Ashna Iyer, performance poet, one million percent romantic, certified drama queen, part cat, and pretending to do something or the other in marketing. Hello, I am Anisha Brahma, an author, a cat mom, founder of Buzz Magazine, the creator of Jai and Chill, and this is the latest podcast that we have started. Welcome to Modern Day. Joining us today is Ranjaboti Shwarkar and Chishta Bhavan. So, please tell the listeners a little bit about yourselves. Hi, please call me Ranja. I am a film editor and I am from Bombay and I have been in the social dating scene like Tinder and Hinge and all of those apps for a while now. So, yeah. Hi, uh, this is Cheshta. Um, I'm based out of Dehradun. I'm also trying to do something or the other um, in marketing. And uh, yeah, I've I've also been on uh, the dating apps for a while now. Been a couple. Okay. Uh, thanks for tuning in, everyone. Uh, we are going to talk today about the dating game. So when you were younger, dating was like, I like you, you like me. Let's see where this goes. Or you were already madly in love with each other. Dating, as such, is an alien concept that we saw saw on TV shows like Friends. And now the dating culture has come here. But people still don't understand what it's all about. It's kind of like a game now. We're still going, we're playing the game, but we're trying to figure out the rules as we go. And the cool part is we all come from really different cities. So here's a question for all of us. We've all lived in different cities. Are the dating cultures different? And when you switch cities, if you switch cities, what are the changes you saw? So uh, I have grown up in Calcutta and then I moved to Bombay about uh, six years back. So in Calcutta, uh, when I had started dating when I was about 15, 16 or so, uh, we did not have obviously no Tinder or anything. We had Orkut. We did not even have Facebook. So I used to meet um, like some random guy would send me a friend request and I would accept it. And then if things went well, like conversations and all that, that went well. We So uh, we did not have, uh, we did not even have Facebook at that point of time. So Orkut was the way to go. And uh, uh, so some random guy would send me a friend request and I would start talking to that guy. And if things went well, we would meet. And uh, But the meeting actually for me happened after school. I never met any random person or went on a proper formal date uh, in school. I, I went when I was in college. So, um, yeah, I would just uh, meet them up. But for me, the meetings were... I mean, the meetings would we- go well. I would not call them dates because my if I were to call them dates, they would only last for that one single evening. I have never seen a boy for a second time ever uh, that I have met over uh, Facebook or Orkut in Calcutta. Um, only people that I've met through friends, friends of friends. Uh, I have maybe gone on like a couple of dates or a couple more, but uh, sadly never. And for a longer time, I used to think that that might have 
to do something with my disability but i'm not really sure because i've never had a conversation with them so i never asked them what actually uh, made them not get in touch with me right after the date because i used to really enjoy myself in those dates so so yeah i am uh, absolutely clueless why none of those dates ever worked out uh but yeah and then so this happened in calcutta when i was 16 till about uh 20 because I, I, when i was 20 i met this boy again over facebook uh no mutual friends nothing and he was not even from calcutta he was from hyderabad and we started talking and somehow i ended up in a relationship with him for and it was a five years long relationship so um i don't really know how it really works and or at least there is no fit set pattern to it of course and but then when i came to bombay again it was kind of a culture shock because the way we thought of dating in calcutta was not what they ek to i got introduced to the whole culture of casual dating in bombay and um, that was quite a shock for me because i was like how can you just meet somebody and do it and forget about it the next day and go on with your lives i mean don't you do it when you really like that other person so yeah so i took my time to learn and you know prepare myself and learn to do it without actually you know putting my emotions out there so um, that has been my experience but i would definitely say uh calcutta and bombay the dating cultures are much different but then again calcutta i have dated i went on dates 10 years back so even more than that so i am not sure if that has improved now that there is tinder and hinge also in calcutta so i'm not sure how it works in calcutta anymore but um definitely for my experience in my timelines they were absolutely two different things the bombay calcutta uh, kind of comparison is is quite interesting but i would also want to know uh, from chesta because chesta grew up in dehradun and then she moved to pune neither of which are necessarily large places um and of course there's smaller communities more tight knit so chesta how how is that for you and and you know what was your experience yeah so um yeah bombay sorry uh, dehradun and uh, pune are also quite different in terms of the dating scene i remember when uh, i was in school um and you know towards the end of high school like i think in grade 11 or 12 is when the whole dating thing really began for um, our classmates i mean all of us actually um but yeah it was a very hush hush sort of scene like nobody would really talk about it too much um and we saw like a lot of uh, you know young couples at that time were probably from the same class or the same section or you know the same school i remember uh, common tuition points used to be like a really big thing because um you know you meet different people and uh, different school kids coming in um maybe a senior or you know like a batch younger or uh, older to you so yeah i i don't know uh, i mean in terms of the the older crowd back then but as far as i know even now uh, people don't talk about it as much here 
um and the whole uh, bumble hinge tinder thing is also recently started picking up like i've been home now for about a year and a half and i used bumble i also uh, used hinge for a bit but it's it's only mainly for you know the whole uh, hookup scene i i don't think i've found a a single person who's willing to you know just get out there and talk and actually go on a date so when i went to pune is when i actually um, you know i started identifying as uh, bisexual when i went to college towards my second year um and now that i think about it it was probably um you know i felt the same way in school but because there were no conversations around that topic it didn't really sort of click back then um but yeah pune was very different and in a very refreshing way um i think it was much easier to to talk about these things to talk about how you felt in general and i give a lot of credit to that uh, for my i mean to my college as well because i think that space was a very safe space for us to just explore our own feelings and see what the other person um, you know how how people reacted to that um so yeah but yeah pune was much more flexible in terms of people also meeting each other and probably i think because we were at university and we were not staying with our families uh, like we were staying here when we were at home that also had a big part to play in it um so yeah yeah and also i would like to add here ki uh, i really agree with uh, chishta what she said ki uh, like how her experience was so different uh in pune for me also uh my experience uh, how it was different in bombay the other as- aspect to it was that i felt much more accepted here by the with the guys that i was going out with nobody really uh i mean i have like from going out on one single date with each and every person back in calcutta to coming here and going out on multiple dates with each and every guy that i have seen uh here not that i have liked each and every one of them no uh, but then it was never a factor ki i mean it never made me feel like ki there was something wrong with me which is why they were not going out with me so that was very prominent when i was going out in calcutta in bombay i felt much more accepted and you know um, like they were it was not an issue it felt like this was not an issue and i could just be the person that i am i actually feel more freaked out um, about dating in bombay uh, and and i don't know it's it's weird maybe maybe it's just a, a very deeply rooted sort of mm-hmm. i don't know image perception kind of thing but uh, you know there are so many people in bombay and you and there are so many absolutely amazing people some people who are just drop dead gorgeous right and it just yeah. it always just like there's there's this really weird um sort of second guessing that i do that i've done uh, which is which is basically like even if there is a guy sitting across the table or you know interested in talking to me or whatever there is always an, always been a question of like okay but what happens when the next really pretty girl walks by Aww. you know and in mm. <laughs> yeah but i, know, I mean I it's a thing it. right yes cuz there's so you you're just so hard hard wired to just assume that you know there's there's always going to be someone prettier someone smarter someone better mm-hmm. etc etc and things like i could start over i could be whoever i wanted to be none of these people knew who i was 
whereas in calcutta again my bad luck was anybody i would find would know somebody and somebody and they are also deeply connected it's weird but that's something also i have been chasing in bombay as well like everybody knows everyone and again the whole how many person have this guy swiped on the ratio unfortunately on dating apps men to women is i think 1 is to 2 so every guy you meet has probably swiped right on every single woman hoping that one of them will like them back and this has actually come out of a guy's mouth several guys mouths yeah i mean yeah. one is to two is nothing one is to like there there'll be a fair bit of of a choice there you know so i uh, then, i agree with uh, you anisha when you say that you know when in calcutta you open the dating app and uh, somebody from somebody circle would pop up that's exactly how i feel uh, when i'm here in dehradun in fact there are so many times where i've seen common friends or like you know like a friend of a friend on the app and i've just sort of in calcutta i remember the first time i downloaded hinge it literally said that this person is friends with this other person of yours on facebook and i'm like no not doing that what if this person asks this person and then they say that oh my god you're on a dating app and being on dating apps back then wasn't even considered cool you were labeled as somebody who's desperate hence so interestingly the whole idea of you know being inspired by books or movies it's not just us who, who watch these movies or read these books or seen these shows or whatever right uh, we literally have the theme of you know i want a ross to my rachel or a monica for my chandler and so on and so forth uh, it's it's quite funny that that when we emulate what we emulate is is more the excitement part and i think that's that's a function of how we were brought up i think especially our our entire generation expands end to end uh because we were brought up in a very suppressed space where you didn't date like it wasn't done right your parents didn't do it um if our parents have friends who had a love marriage or whatever it was it still talked about um we are not we were never expected to be open to the whole dating thing some of our parents or families who say that oh yeah i'm a progressive family uh they are the people who will say that yeah it's fine to date and thereby the point that we emulate from from like a movie or whatever is that space of you know what ranja was talking about earlier is that you know you walk into a date you get into bed with the person and then that's it you know you move on it's perfectly fine uh that's that's kind of you know that's that's kind of strange because we've just picked up one thing and and the rest of it is kind of sitting by the wayside in fact i think you know one of the stories that i was telling you guys earlier in school we were probably a lot more uh, i would like to say romantic for lack of a better word about the person that we were interested in like we would still be more open to like getting them flowers or getting them a, a you know we were kids so chocolates um mm. or or writing a note and passing it on to them and that was quite cute i don't know why we stopped doing that somewhere we realized we thought that we grew up too much to write a note or whatever i don't know but that is the biggest thing that i see as a difference right that element of caring even if you're with a person with no expectations that element of caring is something that i find is massively different from what i've seen in movies or what i've read about in books or what i've seen on a on a tv show or whatever of that kind i don't see that caring right like you have to actively work on it and after a while you're like okay this is worth it now i can care about this person 
so you know ashna another difference uh, that i want to sort of talk about here in terms of movies tv shows versus real life is i mean um, I, i think the romantic comedy genre is the most viewed uh, when when you think of say love or romance and the common thing between all those movies is that whatever may be the conflict in the characters lives it has a sort of happy ending where okay even if the person uh, i mean even if they don't get married or like have a forever happily ever after at least they end up together but that's not what actually happens in real life i mean it doesn't necessarily work out always and i think that is a big big difference in terms of how we we perceive love and romance and i mean how we actually go through it um in our lives because that's happened to me so many times uh i've mostly ended up on the on the one sided wagon where i am like fully in love or like you know like really really i mean i care a lot for the person um and yeah it doesn't it it hasn't really sort of worked out and had a happily ever after sort of we're just a little bit more cynical that we don't believe that real life is equal to happy endings absolutely we are well, again can't speak for other people i can only speak for myself when i was growing up i was growing up on a healthy diet of fairy tales but they were the disney version and they tell you that no matter how good your life is going it is not complete till you find the man which continued with all the romcoms i would see where these high strung you know very leadership women were not happy because they just didn't have a man and suddenly a man appears and all that problems magically disappeared and everything is all sweet and glory in the world and what happens is sometimes when you try and things don't work for you 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 tell yourself that you know what that is fiction my reality is different i will have to work hard i'll probably never find love i will probably be unhappy and hence we feed ourselves these stories that that is fiction and this is reality very few people i have seen have been able to manage it well and balance it well saying that ha theek hai that is also heightened reality my reality doesn't have to be shit just because fiction tells you that this is the best possible thing and this whole happily ever after i think it's really overdone happily ever after can just be you chilling at the end of the day with a glass of wine and your cat we talked about expectations we talked about you know the whole idea of fiction being seen as fiction um and not being considered as my reality you know it's a it's a reality for somebody else uh and that's i think partly because i don't think we've also understood and, and i guess maybe this is also a fault of us being so um impacted by stories right mm-hmm. is that look you date but that dating also requires some work right it's not just an endless sort of happy days kind of relationship uh situation you do have to talk about things because we're human beings we're all built differently different thoughts different perspectives so you actually do have to sit down and talk and i think a lot of us don't realize that when we start dating when you know as you grow older you start realizing that you have to have those uncomfortable conversations but as a society we don't like those and i think that's part of the reason why we just keep finding up finding ourselves against a wall uh do you really think that we understand the whole entirety of what dating is uh, honestly again it goes back to what we had discussed initially let's sit down have a conversation what is dating to you might not be dating to me somebody can just think about going on a series of dates and think that oh i'm dating 
with different people by the way uh for somebody else a relationship could also just be something that they are dating so again it's a very very loose term i guess it's used really loosely and people don't understand i have known couples in serious relationships tell that oh we've been dating each other for like 6 years and you're like i think you mean relationship but okay you do you bro mm, i think my own definition of dating has uh, changed or transformed so many times uh, as i've grown up cuz i remember uh, as a child uh, or maybe like a teenager uh it would mean uh you know having somebody in your life who was you know who you could call yours and that whole this person completes me prospect um which was i mean i i don't think that's the right way to uh put it it changed in college um when you know i i first downloaded the dating apps and i went out a couple of times and i was like okay cool this is more in line with whatever uh, like we discussed before we've, we've been seeing on the screen in terms of you know maybe going out for a dinner or a drive or a drink and you know seeing the person a couple of times more uh, taking it taking it slow seeing where this is actually headed um and i think that that is what dating would mean uh, to me yeah it's uh, it's tough to define um but uh, i think as long as the the other person who you're dating is on the same page as you i think that's what uh, matters more and i think also adding to the point that we were discussing a little earlier about having uh, conversations um well i feel that sometimes having a conversation is is necessary to sort of um not sometimes in fact it's it is necessary to understand the person and it not it may not be an easy conversation or it may not be something that you can just wind up in 5 minutes but i think it's important to tell the people you feel how you feel um and all of that can only come i mean you can only really work through something if you actually sit and talk to them about it so not even maybe difficult conversations but i feel that that's necessary to have uh, for any relationship that that you are in whether it's a casual thing or it's a long term thing or you know you're married and have two kids or whatever um and i know that uh, that it's helped me in the past uh, in in every um you know not relationship but even when i've sort of you know tried to ask people out uh, or just you know sat and told them ki ha okay boss this is this is what i feel i really i would want to know what what you feel and what you think of this um yeah i think that's the most important thing for uh, for the dating game ah, i love this conversation so many segues this brings me to the next question which is about stereotypes right um, we we just talked about the crazy cat lady stereotype we also talked about the whole women are so much more romantic than men stereotype we mentioned this i think in one of our previous conversations about how guys tend to be a lot more invested suddenly out of nowhere uh, and get a lot more serious and a lot more romantic out of nothing um, so what about that like have you have you has have any of you guys ever fallen pray uh, to stereotypes like has someone stereotype you or have you inadvertently or you know in in a moment of uh, lack of awareness let's say um, happen to stereotype someone else i'd like ranja and chesta uh, to to pick these up um i 
don't think i have been stereotype as such uh, except for one time when there was this one guy i had met over tinder and i had uh, i was meeting him for a drink or something and when we walked out of the bar and we were walking down the food footpath and he suddenly said uh, i did not imagine you were going to wear such clothes why are you so covered up you looked like you would wear something much shorter and i was wearing like <clears throat> full length jeans and tops so that was very weird to me i don't know why he would say that not that my pictures were very uh, revealing i was not wearing i much revealing clothes on my pictures and tender anyway so but apparently from our conversations he picked that up and he thought that i was somebody who would really wear revealing clothes and all that so that was one time other than that i am not sure if people really stereotype because again i did not have a conversation so it would uh, be very unfair to say that people have stereotyped me uh, so i don't know about that but uh, if i have ever stereotyped somebody i have uh, having like uh, being uh, since i am a person from the media industry and i work in films and my lifestyle is very different it's of course it's like it ranges from me waking up at 7:30 in the morning sometimes and going for shoots and sometimes even 4:30 in the morning and you leave for shoots and then you come back at 2:30 in the night from that shoot and then you start editing without sleeping for like straight 48 hours and i do not expect anybody to understand that kind of a lifestyle if you do not you belong to such an industry right so every time that i have swiped right on a lawyer or a banker i have always had these questions that why are you working on a weekend why are you working at uh, 12 o'clock in the night uh, and why are you doing this and why are you doing that and so that those questions have again yeah so you can actually say that they have really uh, no i don't think they have still right now or maybe they have i don't know uh, what that term should be for that but then uh, since i got these questions in the first few times that i had swiped right on uh, people from these banking professions and uh, lawyers i after that i used to be really cautious when i used to come across somebody who maybe who seemed very interesting but was from that profession because i would suddenly go into that zone that no these this person will never understand the kind of lifestyle i have to be so it's not going to ever end up going anywhere so uh, what's the point of swiping right to this guy and right on this guy and anyway even if i do swipe right on this guy thinking that you know i'm not looking for of course i cannot expect uh, while i'm swiping right i cannot expect myself to dream about a whole life with them but uh, even if that is not the case i would again have to constantly answer those questions that why are you working at this hour what are you doing uh, working working up so late why are you going to this place that place is so dangerous why are you meeting this person and uh, yeah that is too intrusive for me so yes um i absolutely forgot acha stereotypes 
ship if my innovations are right then maybe they have i don't know they were very i i think i'm not sure if stereotype is the right word but they were definitely very uncomfortable to date a person like me um yeah that i um well i think because of lack of awareness i sadly have a stereotype people um especially back when we were teenagers and we didn't really know much about the whole um, you know people being gay or identifying as bi uh, and there were a lot of lot of jokes that we would make back then um and uh, yeah i think it's just because you know there was even in our school we never really had uh, a say a sex ed class or even you know the whole moral science policing that used to happen all the time didn't really help um so yeah that that was the case back then um and i think after after i went to college and sort of you know it changed my world view completely uh i talked to more people i i met new people um i i was more comfortable in the space that i was in it really helped me understand um uh you know different perspectives i think that's when the that's when it changed that's when i really sat down and had a conversation with myself and went like okay this is this is not cool uh this is the opposite of cool and uh for me in fact coming to terms with uh you know identifying as bi that was also quite a journey um and yeah i think uh, i i i'm a i've been a tomboy all my life so i think the one stereotype that i uh have fallen in and i'm a very uh affectionate person in general so people would always as always assume that i would always be looking for either a serious relationship or probably you know be the kind of person who my mother would find somebody for and you know i just go ahead with it um, but yeah that 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 wasn't the case that wasn't really true so yeah those are the two things that i can think of what is i hate that tomboy stereotype it's the worst yep it's the absolute worst i hate being a bro it's it's so annoying i mean i like it but i also hate the the stereotype that comes with it right yeah yeah that, i know uh, mm-hmm. you're a bro yeah you will obviously not be interested in a relationship tumse yeah. kon tumse kon tumhe kon date karega right like that kind of a thing which is it's so annoying like just because i like to play a sport or just because i'm on the field playing football or whatever does not mean that i do not also have similar aspirations to like find someone or be with someone and and it's quite mean honestly mm-hmm. i also feel you know picking up from what uh, ronjo also said about the whole like i didn't think that you would be um so covered up or whatever i think that's a media stereotype that we all have probably faced at some point in time कि अरे तुम तो मीडिया में हो तुम्हारा तो लाइफ ही है कि यू गो आउट एंड यू ड्रिंक एंड यू स्मोक एंड यू पार्टी एंड यू नो यू आर लूज एज अ पर्सन यू नो दैट होल लाइक दैट होल अंडरस्टैंडिंग ऑफ मीडिया ऐसे ही है यू नो इनफैक्ट वी नॉट ओनली इन द डेटिंग स्पेस लाइक इफ यू सेम आई एम वर्किंग इन मीडिया 
uh, when you're trying to find a flat in Bombay, you'll still get that like major question. Ki, okay, so you yes. work in media. So what kind of questionable lifestyles are you leading kind of a thing? <laughs> it's quite annoying. Mm-hmm. But I do feel that I have, I think the only time that I have stereotype, okay, twice, I have stereotype people is, is one when um, in terms of like, because I, I was in Delhi in school and, and the typical Delhi boy thing would just really annoy me, right? Because I've met so many people who have that really like strong, I'm going to do it again, that really strong Diliwala attitude. And it, it used to really annoy me. So I literally said this three days ago where I said, Are, and, and someone called it out and I was like, I'm sorry, but I can't help it. It just happened. Oh no, I was done this ocean. Yes, I was a stereotype man by calling them Dilliwala. Yeah, yeah, that that I think even I have. It's I think we all have done that subconsciously because it has taken a level of being aware. We were not aware. Come on, as children, you have heard when we were kids. I for sure have heard people say that, oh my God, this person looks, oh yeah, oh my God, this person looks like this. So to us, now we know that, okay, this is something you shouldn't say, this is wrong. But yeah, you know what happens every single time I am on a dating app, I am asked constantly, are you a bomb? I'm like, what? First of all, <laughs> like, as in problem hai kya, that you can't say Bengali, you need to call me a bomb. And second of all, uh, again, what? <laughs> oh no no and then it gets worse because then they go into this whole thing that are Bengali women are supposed to be they are fine with sleeping around they are fine with you know not serious things and then it goes to direct attack on me saying that but you don't look like the type you say I feel like you want something serious so at the end of the day all of us probably want something serious but it doesn't mean that I'm not open to exploring options. You just can't assume. Again, I think stereotypes and assumptions just go hand in hand. Oh, dude, I love that assumption about people. You know, like that whole thing about... And I've done it too, okay? I've done it too. But also, I just love how people will say things like, oh, you're bong. So, obviously, you like sleeping around. Like, apparently, something in the water in West Bengal is making it very easy for you to, to, I don't know, be more open to I don't know more it, I, it, I can't even phrase a sentence it's that weird right it is that is what I said but I mean we also have it you know like I've, I've my mom has been telling me this forever um and and I'm Maharashtrian so I'm going to call this out beforehand I am Maharashtrian my family is Maharashtrian so this is not like this is not mean to anybody but my mom has been telling me this forever um saying that uh you know uh, don't ever marry a Maharashtrian boy because they're always mummy's boys. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I'm very sad to say that there are certain times when that that thought has kind of hit me when I'm talking to somebody and, and I'm just like, oh God, stop it, stop it right now, stop it. But uh, yeah, I mean, we, we do still unconsciously do it as much as we try to tell, you know, our family or friends or whatever that this is not cool. But yeah. I think uh, in terms of regional stereotypes, I, I love my family because we are, a, I mean, my mom's side of the family, we're nine cousins, okay, and uh, me and one more younger cousin, so there's only two of us who are not married. Out of the seven who are married, six are from different parts of the country, I kid you not. We have one person from Kerala, we have uh, two people from UP, we have a Bengali, 
and yeah there's only one punjabi damad in the family everybody else is from different regions guys versification at its best i guess yep i love that and and it's so dumb because we everybody today is like a is is multiple different mixes right like there's no one single there's no one single coffee powder you're putting in the cup i'll put it that way for to make it just a little bit more palatable <laughs> cool so we've done stereotypes we've talked about this i also because we talked about the exclusive dating versus dating versus relationship versus versus mummy ke paas leke jaate hain type of thing uh has has does anyone know when you transition has this ever happened that you went from dating to exclusively dating to being in a relationship has has this happened does anyone have an indicator or a litmus test okay so because i actually had one of my dates convert into a relationship and then blow up in my face i think i would take this first <laughs> it is so weird Like when you are dating, you're on a date, right? And then they say that, hey, you want to constantly see each other. You're okay to it. That is, you say, "Ha, okay, fine." That is when you date. And then out of the blue, they video call you, and they are like, "Hello, girlfriend." And you're like, "When did I become your girlfriend?" I am so confused. I have no idea because it's more of sad. I think it was more of sudden anguish for me personally because it was we were dating, and then suddenly I'm in a relationship, and suddenly I was so confused by the whole thing. There was this whole month where we were casually seeing each other, and then then it became exclusive. And I think I have confused all my friends because when I am upset about something now, they go, uh, "I thought you broke up last month. What is happening?" Oh God, yeah, no. A relationships are complicated to begin with. When you start thinking about transition and all of that, oh my God, it's crazy. Like, I mean, I, I. deeply care about the person that i'm with right now loving to bits but uh the the transition for us was so weird because we we are from different places so when we started seeing each other in any capacity we were like oh this is not let's just have fun and meet up whenever we're in the same city and just like go with the flow and then that went into at some stage it went into okay so this is getting serious oh no and then we both freaked out at different times um uh, which was not fun and then after that eventually we talked it out and then we said okay so here's the thing same page this is serious this is good now that means that we're dating right and then we did that <clears throat> and then from there at some stage it went into a space of again both of us freaking out because we realized it wasn't just dating it was it was a lot more serious so i freaked out quietly in my head because overthinking is my thing and uh, he freaked out in his head because overthinking is his thing and uh, then we both kind of like went nuts for a little bit and then there was this whole conversation and there were many many serious conversations that honestly i i never expected that would be turning up at this stage but we had them and uh, i think i guess maybe my litmus test was just that uh, you know when when something great happens or when something shitty happens who do i want to talk to and uh, from going to like copy pasting a message on on whatsapp to multiple people i i went to like literally just typing out one message sending it and waiting for a reply so i guess that is my target yeah i agree with uh, ashna that is kind of my litmus test as well that if this is a person that i can go to and talk about anything and everything and uh, if i have a great news to share who do i share with share it with 
uh, right after I have shared it with my family. So uh, yeah, but then of course that is. Uh, I have only been in one serious relationship till date, and in that the transition was very uh, unnoticeable. Absolutely, I do not know when. I don't even while I was in the relationship. Also, I do not remember the first time I had actually uh, said I love you to the person. But I, I'm pretty sure that I was the first first person to have said that. because uh, i was the one who had brought up the idea that uh, yeah let's make this serious and let's just uh, announce it to the world that we are dating and we are boyfriend and girlfriend and we are in love with each other so so it's really <laughs> those words came out of my mouth only for the first time but we definitely and in fact i had also asked uh, him uh, whether he remembered when it was the first time if there was a uh, specific day uh, that we had said those words to each other but i don't think he uh, i mean not i don't think he also did not remember so clearly it was uh, absolutely though that transition line was absolutely blurred out in that relationship uh and uh, now having been in these random flings and flings and dates and casual relationships for um, for a while now i have realized that even, like i get attached to one person i connect to that person we have a great connection i share everything with that person that person shares everything with me i know their daily life schedule they know my daily life schedule and then suddenly one day something happens either i am bored or that person is bored or some uh, other kind of intrusion happens work happens life happens and we just get busy and we just go on our own ways so uh, so that those relationships have never ever had the chance to even transition from one thing to the other uh, but then there were also uh, men that i have gone out with um, for a while for like a, a long time of say 6 7 months and at the end of the 6 month when i uh, asked them that even the simplest question i'm not even asking them to date me i asked that guy if he would want to be exclusive with me and he freaked out like right in front of me he his expression just changed holes and he was like no 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 we don't want to i don't want to go do exclusive and seems and all that's not going to happen not that he had like 100 other choices in his life but he just for the sake of it he did not want to make it exclusive but uh, yeah Six months down the line of meeting each other every single week, and uh, and not that he's only coming to my house and we are meeting in a closed space. No, we are meeting in public. We are going out like proper dinner dates and all that. And after that, he doesn't want to do that. So uh, yeah, transitions freak people out a lot. I have <laughs> seen that happen um, in my case. They would rather just give up on that. whole six months the effort than doing a relationship so it's very weird people are scared no, of love takes, is, no because it takes effort that's the whole thing you yeah but you have already put six months ka effort to know me from scratch why would you want to do that effort again to know a person from zero because I the mean, minute you put a label on it there's a responsibility oh no how yeah. will i do this 
what will i yeah do? people are terrible and affection and love and everything nice oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. okay so since we're also vastly uh, experienced let's uh, move into some advice giving because we are all qualified to do this <laughs> so does anyone have any advice for people who are feeling absolutely lost in you know all of these apps and all of these dates and the people you know you might meet in person or whatever uh say you you know meet someone you're madly in love whatever it may be you know does anyone have any um quick tips and i think i would i would really like to lead with cheshta on this one because i think um having known her for a really long time she she's one of those people who has actually been very wholehearted and open about you know people that she's she's liked and and things like that so cheshta um well there are there are quite a few stories i'm just going to pick up uh, the one from the last time that i really 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 liked someone um so she was she is a very good friend of mine and you know it just i, I don't know how how love or romance works or begins or whatever but sometimes it's it's the simple things right like sometimes it's just a tap on your shoulder and the next moment your brain is just exploding like what something just happened here um and that's how that's how it began for her also and it went on in my head for i don't know a year and a half to uh, yeah a year and a half and i decided not to tell her till uh, you know i i was ready and i am also a fairly dramatic person so i decided to tell her uh, on the night i was leaving the city for the final time so we went to dinner and uh, all this while all these one and a half years i had been uh, keeping a notebook where i had been writing all the stuff that i wanted to tell her but i couldn't actually tell her because i was so afraid and so freaked out about um you know her reacting adversely and the friendship just just you know fizzling out uh but yeah, i did tell her and she was a sweetheart uh she took it really really well and i mean we're still good friends and we still talk um so yeah my only advice to people out there is just just tell people how you feel it it might be the most daunting thing you do and it might make the earth beneath your feet tremble but it's okay it doesn't really matter i think what matters is just you know letting somebody know that you love them or you like them because that's always nice to hear right so yeah just that you gave her the notebook didn't you yeah i did i did give her the notebook yes she read it also she reacted also in time in due time but yeah, i did give her the notebook Yeah, that's quite cool. What about you, Ranja? Such a sweet story, Cheshta. But um, yeah, it's so. Uh, for me, advice. Um, well, if so, uh, dating apps. So, uh, if you are on a uh, dating app, the first thing that I learned. was how to keep my emotions aside while i'm trying to 
you know, meet a person and trying to get involved with that person. So, because the moment you let your emotions control the whole thing, it just, uh, especially for a person like me who is very, very um, weak-hearted when it comes to these things, uh, it is very important that you really take control of your uh, self and not let your emotions take the wheel because otherwise what happens is a series of heartbreaks which of course has happened in this case so so uh, yeah and when you actually go ahead and tell them that you know you are breaking my heart they will invalidate it and they will tell you how am I breaking your heart? I never had your heart. How am I going to break it? So yeah, that is even more painful, right? So better not let your emotions come into the scene at all, at least not for the first few months. I mean, of course, it depends on the person that you're uh, connecting with and all that. But uh, yeah, that is one thing that uh, should be very vital, I think. And also conversations. I, I have realized that, you know, the more you converse with a person, you, the more you get to know that person, the more you share stories. And if, if there is ever a person that you are telling a story to, and if you do not get a story back from that person in response to your story, that means the guy is not really into you and he's not willing to really share his life with you. Not life as in life as in for that you way, that particular moment with you so uh, yeah that is again uh, i mean yeah you can definitely you are obviously we have we, we have introverts and we have extroverts but introverts also talk when they are given that space to talk out right uh, when you are made comfortable when you are with your friend introverts also share it's not like you cannot always just say that i'm an introvert that's why i'm not sharing with you as much as you are sharing with me so yeah that those are those little signs and if your heart says run run do not think otherwise <laughs> because that <laughs> is going down the drain for sure it's not going anywhere and uh, but again if you're a romantic it's not at all uh, wrong to just dream up a life with the guy that you met on a first date uh, through a dating app or through friends or whoever it's not wrong to dream up a life um, like thinking of things like I'm going to travel with him here I'm going to go to this place with him there but definitely uh, make sure that you share it with them so that you guys are on the yeah. same page and you you know where he knows at least you understand yeah you're not yeah. packing your bags for Manali and he's like I yeah. think right here <laughs> <laughs> yes so, uh, yeah, and conversations again help you be on the same page that you constantly have to keep telling that person that, you know, I am seeing it go this place and are you also with me on this or am I you know, like uh, jumping the gun or what is it? Just have that conversation. Yeah, again, as Cheshta said, these conversations are uh, not the easiest ones. They are obviously most times in my case every time i have had the con had tried to have the conversation uh, it has obviously gone absolutely haywire but in some cases it has not and 
I think those are the ones that we stick around for. So yeah, that will be my guess. Yeah, I completely agree with the conversation piece. Um, I'm actually going to, from personal experience, right? I'm I'm one of those people who will be very like, oh, but will my calling this person intrude on their life? Maybe they're busy. Maybe they don't have time. Uh, you know, there are so many things that you're just like, hey, am I intruding? Am I, you know, being a pest? Right? Because you never want to be that clingy girlfriend. Like you remember that scene from Dil Chata where there was that one girl who just keep running behind. Amir Khan's <laughs> character. I that's literally you're just like oh I never want to be that person, right? You're so freaked out about that. But at the same time, unfortunately, what happens is people are so different and they read you so differently. Um, it's it's wow. I'm going back to another movie, uh, book rather. So in Pride and Prejudice, uh, the protagonist, the female protagonist, her older sister Jane, she's really lovely. She's she's beautiful. She's the most eligible woman in the in the in the space and all of that she falls in love with with the most eligible bachelor as well he falls head over heels in love with her he is ridiculously transparent about it and for everyone in her family she is obviously transparent about it but nobody else including this guy really knows and that actually creates a problem and that while it's a while it's a story i feel like it's it's such an it's such a thing right like cuz how is somebody else going to know what's going on in your head if you're sitting on formality and being like hey can i call you now is it a good time cuz this is not a work meeting right you're not setting up a, a zoom call with somebody you're actually just being like hey you know i really like you i want to talk to you i like spending time with you these are such small things and like sheshta said it feels so nice when someone's just like oh i love waking up to your messages or I love when you send me a picture, or I love when you tell me about your day, or you call me to rant about, um, you know, a, a really trash situation, or whatever it may be. But I feel like we get so stuck in that formality of, and and guys included, right? Like we get so stuck about. I thought you'd be busy. I thought you'd want your time. I thought I'd leave you alone. All of these things are just like all of these stupid thoughts come into it, and they just like mess up everything. I feel like this is one space where we. we feel so uh, without uh, we feel so unfiltered right like our feelings are they come without a filter so why the heck shouldn't the expression come without a filter as well uh, i mean obviously not don't go out and post it on social media maybe but apart from that like why not just say it right like tell people why are you waiting on formality like there's no there's no formal invite going to come in saying that ha abhi i would love to be one of those people who agree with that spontaneous thing I have again. Maybe it's just the crop of people that I have dated. They loved having to set times. Like you need to, you know, you can't just call me any time you want. And I'm like, what the fuck, dude? Then why am I dating you? If you are not going to be available to me when I need you, then I don't see a point of that. So again, I think it goes back to the core thought of what we keep saying that have a conversation, figure out what you want. Like, you know what? something that doesn't piss me off might piss somebody else off like if i call somebody ex- excited about how my day ended and i ask that person that hey so how was your day and they say i have nothing to say to you right now you would lose it <laughs> i have had fights about this where they say this is not such a big deal and i'm like okay listen to what you are saying and then say it in your head do you sound good no you don't If you don't want to have a conversation and you're not in the zone to talk, there's a better way of wording it. So, I don't know. Buy a dictionary. 
<laughs> oh, but I do agree with that. Huh? There is, there is a. I mean, and I've been, I've, you know, been guilty of this as well. There are times when I'm really caught up with something. I'm not paying attention to what I'm saying. Uh, sometimes it just happens that inadvertently you just say something that could so easily be taken the wrong way. Yep. Like, hey, I'm with someone. I'll talk to you later. Right. Mm. And and that is such a simple thing to say. But when someone's mm. calling you. to talk to you and and they're all excited for talking to you and you're like yeah hey, i'm with someone i talk to you later and it it actually goes the wrong way i've done that bad idea little filter is good filter yeah little filter is good filter also i don't understand this i am with someone just say you're with a work colleague or you're with a friend or something and again friend is such a nice way you know i my mom once told me this story about this man who was i think he was cheating on his wife and he would constantly tell her in english that i am out with a friend i am out with a friend so the french language has gender so the wife would have caught on to the fact that he was cheating on him if he had told her that in french ooh sneaky <laughs> no i guess don't be sneaky is a good uh, don't cheat is another good uh, tip <laughs> yeah, I don't understand. Especially in today's world, when you can just have a conversation and say, "Hey, you are free to see other people. I am also free to see other people." I don't understand why people need to cheat. Yeah, it's a complicated space. Yeah, it's actually not. I'm kidding. It's very simple. Yeah, as for the advice part for people in dating apps, you will figure it out. There is no formula for success because. I have spoken to a lot of my friends, and what worked for them did not work for me. What worked for me did not work for them. Yeah. Oh God, I can imagine what my boy will do if I send him a notebook of things that I want to say to him. Boy. <laughs> Maybe you should keep a diary from now on, Ashna. I thanks for I the tip. Just try sending no, page. Like, oh, I have, I have, I have, I have gotten. Um, I've gotten a smiley in return, and not like an emoji. I'm not saying emoji. A smiley, <laughs> like a colon <laughs> bracket smiley. <laughs> and it's not his fault. He, I express he less of an expressor. Whatever. So yes. This was a good chat. Thank you so much, everyone. I think uh, we could continue this for another few hours, but <laughs> I think we've come to a logical conclusion on this one. Thank you for being our guest today, Ranjan and Chishta, and thank you for listening to this episode of Modern Dating Be Like. Tune in next week where we talk about the do's and don'ts of modern dating. <laughs>